You want to achieve great things? You want to reach the next level? Well, so does every other entrepreneur. You know what that means? You have to take every competitive advantage possible. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show where we're going to show you how to create this competitive advantage by being more productive and sharing the secrets of the world's top performers. I'm your host, Kenny Aronson, and I think it's time to get down to business. When you're in business, it's important to make sure that you are on the right path in life. A lot of people go through their career or start a business and they realize after years of being in the same position that they're not doing what they want to be doing. And it's important for you to always consider this, especially once you start moving up the ranks in the corporate field or in your business, when you have to dedicate more time, more energy and resources into it, and you don't want to become stuck. So always analyzing where you are is extremely important. And today, I have a special guest named Michelle DeRuder, who's going to show us exactly how to do this. She's going to tell her story of how she went from working in carousel home rentals as an experienced executive and woman of business to really trying to rediscover what she wants to do in life. And we're going to talk about how she did that and how she's helping other people to do the same now by finding work that you're passionate about and finding the things that are important to you in life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about being satisfied with your life, the things that you're doing, and good business practices. So, you know, let's not waste any time at all. Michelle, welcome to Let's Talk Business. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing good. How are you? You know, Michelle, I got to say I'm doing excellent. Things are going fantastic over here. It's been a pretty good morning so far, and I know that it's the evening over there for you. So I'm saying hi from across the world. Things are going excellent over here. So I I always think that the the best person to tell your story is you. So why don't we start there, Michelle? What's your story? What's my story? Um, Yes, that's a good question. And uh, I'll try try to keep it short. Um, I'm born and raised in the Netherlands. And um, I was actually at one point uh, finding myself living picture perfect life, at least um, how people in Holland, you know, the society in Holland would would describe it or would like categorize it. And um, I wasn't I wasn't feeling happy. And uh, at the time, I was ashamed of it as well because, you know, you're living this good life, picture perfect life, and you're not feeling happy. So what to do but eventually um i couldn't i couldn't deny it anymore it was literally making me sick so i had to do something and that's when things started turning around i um long story short (laughs) ended a relationship i was in sold a house we were living in and ended up moving to curacao um a very beautiful caribbean island and that's where her and my new life, like my own life actually started. That, that's how it feels at least. And I got the opportunity to partner up with a very nice lady. And we started Curacao Home Rentals, a company um, that was all about long-term rentals. And not long after that, I partnered up with my mentor actually, in starting a company called Partum Education, which was all about anything personal development. We were creating workshops, seminars, and um, uh, before I stopped doing that, we were in the process of creating all these online courses. And yeah, while doing that, <laughs> that was that was like over four or five years, a span of four or five years which completely shaped my life, was a foundation for the life that I'm currently living. Um, Back in Holland, I uh, actually already coached, but in a completely different setting. It was for a semi-government organization, and I was mainly working with juvenile delinquents. And um, while I was uh, working with this this part-time education company, um, you know, when, when you teach about personal development and when you're so involved in it, my whole day was about personal development. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah, 
I don't know, that, that shortens your learning curve, I guess. And it made me realize uh, what, what my true passion was and that coaching really was my thing. Um, and at the same time, while I was working uh, with that company, uh, you know, starting the company and trying to grow the company, um, I was so passionate about it and so driven and ambitious to make it a success that I kind of lost myself in the process. It, it you know, the all the, the, the positive of, of passion, ambition, and drive kind of tipped over to the negative side of it, and which in my case meant that I completely forgot about everything else so there was only work and business um and that took the better of me i i think i i don't like to admit it but i think being honest uh and looking at at you know articles and things they, they write about burnouts i can check off a lot of i can tick off a lot of the boxes um and it it, it made me a different person in the end really and that's 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 another big that was another big turning point for me. So um, when I started my coaching business, it was all all around uh, and evolving this, you know, flipping that lifestyle of and 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 turning that passion, drive, and ambition into a positive again, and not just living for your business or living for your work, but Basically, I guess you could say more using or seeing it as a tool to create a life full of that passion, drive, and ambition instead of just the, the work part or, or the business-related part. Um, yeah, so that's what I do now. And, and it, um, it led me to also leaving Curacao. I ended my lease. I sold all my stuff. Uh, so now I'm living nomad style, uh, currently located in Thailand, Chiang Mai, Thailand. Um, yeah, and it's good. <laughs> it's great, actually. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So how's yeah. the nomad lifestyle been so far? I've really contemplated how that would be. I've talked to definitely a couple of people on the show who, who have lived the, the nomad lifestyle. So what's your experience been like that with that so far? Well, I have to say, um, I really love the sense of freedom that it gives you. It was super scary to end my lease in Curacao and, and get rid of all my stuff because, you know, once you start the process, you realize there's so much attachment to all this like material things. And um, so that was a challenge. It definitely was a challenge, especially getting rid of my bed. That was the, that was the, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest what, challenge. I love my bed. <laughs> what kind of what kind of bed was it? Oh, king size, and it was it it, it was heaven on earth, honestly. <laughs> so and and it surprised me actually that that was the the hardest thing for me to get rid of, and uh, or or you know to to let go of, I guess. And, um, but, but on the other hand, um, the sense of freedom that it gives you, and I do my coaching online. So I'm, you know, with my business, I'm also location independent. So why not take advantage of that? And it, to me, it, it feels great. Like not having this, obligation to to a certain place which i all also felt back in holland when um uh, with my partner at the time we had that house you know you bought a house so it, it kind of made me feel stuck and trapped like okay now now i'm yeah do i have to live here like the rest of my life <laughs> i don't know that 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 sense of freedom means a lot to me that i can go and be where I want, whenever I want, wherever I want, and, and for how long I want, I, that just, to me, it feels really good. 
Michelle, I'll say that the, the thing I think that's the most exciting about, you know, entrepreneurship or a nomad lifestyle to me is that is that freedom, exactly what you're talking about. So how long have you been living the nomad lifestyle for? Um, not that long. <laughs> uh, it was in who, July, the end of July that I ended my lease. So it would be from August, August last year, 2018. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, you're, you're, you're still pretty, pretty much at the start of it. And so you've had a, you, it sounds like you've had a great experience with it so far. So is Thailand your first stop or have you lived at other places before it? No, no. Thailand is my first stop. And I have to admit, I'm not making it any uh, prettier than it is. I have to admit it was, uh, I, I took a, a very careful first step because um, I have family, family living here in Thailand. Actually, my uh, dad and my oldest sister live in Chiang Mai as well. Um, so it's a bit like a safe haven in a way because there's family. And in Curacao, I didn't have any family. Um, so in that way, it's it's a very careful first step into this nomadic life. Um, and yeah, uh, Thailand is um, the first step. Uh, and who knows after this i i honestly don't know yet there's so many places that i would like to go and visit and yeah and just experience life over there um and but my older sister is is having a baby in june so i already know that i for sure will stick around here a little bit for at least july august and then um let's see in september um what what happens then yeah, definitely. And I wish you all the luck with your, your travels. I was going to ask you where, where you're going to go next. And the, the, the one place that I've always wanted to go is Italy. I've always wanted to see Rome. So if, if you had to choose somewhere right now, Michelle, I know you said you, you don't have a clear picture, but if you had to choose one place right now, what's the first place that would come to your mind? That's all. <laughs> the moment you ask, there's like already five places popping up. <laughs> of course, there's uh, Bali um, because you hear all these stories about it. But at the same time, I'm I'm pretty close to it from from Thailand. It's not that far, um, so in that way, it also makes sense. But on the other hand, I love the Caribbean, and there's so many more islands in the Caribbean to explore. Um, and at the same time. Europe is is a great place to be as well, but then I prefer warmer temperatures. So then it would definitely be the Mediterranean. Yeah, I'm definitely the same way. I I, I much rather be in in a warm climate than a cold. I, I live over over in Ohio, so it's been pretty cold. It's finally starting to warm up, but I, I got to say I'm definitely not a fan of winter. So so Michelle, I would say that for this conversation, I wanted to talk a lot about life satisfaction in business because that's been something that has been extremely important to you, your experience, and your life. So throughout all your experience and everything that you've been through, what exactly do you think it is that causes unhappiness in business and life? I would say if I have to, some, I can talk about this for weeks, but if I have to <laughs> summarize it, in, 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 I try to do that as short as possible, one or two sentences, I would say um, not accepting or acknowledging or embracing yourself, honestly, your true self. And... I believe in a way, and I actually did a live about that two or three days ago, um, we're so conditioned from the moment that, we, that, that we're born. You know, our, our brain gets conditioned that we have to listen to what other people say and we have to do what other people want us to do or don't want us to do. And as kids, we really don't have that much of a choice. And, and, you know, there's this hierarchy that you have to listen to the adults. But they have their own terms uh, by which they live. So we're adapting to their terms. And it's not necessarily our own terms. And I believe that you know, that process, it's, it's, it's a pattern that's so ingrained in our subconscious, which, may, which makes it so hard to 
once we are adults to start making these choices for ourselves like like based on your own terms because we're so trained our brain is trained to say yes to what other people want of us and what other people ask of us and um yeah i believe that's the biggest challenge of it all to like untangle or or step away or you know let go of that pattern and start living and doing business by your own terms what you believe and what you feel is the right thing and what you want to do and what makes you feel good i love yeah, it and, and so that's the biggest challenge i think mm -hmm. Definitely. So Michelle, you, you mentioned something very interesting, which, which I, I think I, I definitely resonate with. And it was not embracing your true self. And I think that's important for us to, to really understand. So would you be able to expand upon that point a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, not embracing our true self. Well, it, it all starts with what I just with what I just explained, right, that we're so conditioned. Um, and I, I love, there is, oh, what's his name? Um, Don Miguel Ruiz. He wrote this book, The Four Agreements. I, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but he explains it in this perfect way. He calls it, he calls this our domestication. And basically it suggests, which honestly, I, I believe <laughs> that the moment we're born, you have all these things already in you. We just don't know it. We're not aware of it. And with this process of domestication going on and that conditioning of our brain to listen to others and do what others say and to adapt their terms of living, it, you know, our own terms get clouded by theirs. It, they, they, you know, they get pushed to the side. And they're always there. They have always been there and they will always be there. But it's up to us to, you know, give them a voice and bring it to the surface and make them like stand out and stand up and shove all the others, other terms to the side. And yeah, that's a process. I believe that's the journey of life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So can you go a little bit into the, the process of how you get over this problem? So let's say that I've been a, an executive or a CEO for some number of years, and I realize that, that my thinking, my mindset might be domesticated. So I'm not really following my own path or my own dreams. Mm -hmm. What are some things that we can do to start fixing this problem? Well, there is... Um, I would say there, there's two like crucial things to keep in mind or, or to start with. And the first one is um, knowing what you want, what your terms are. And there are different ways to do that and, and to get there. And it's, it's hard to give like a one size fits all answer to this or, or a one size fits all approach because we're all so different and you know what works for you doesn't necessarily work for someone else and you might be already very clear on your personal values for example and not clear on you know what your bigger dreams are for life and someone else might be very clear on their dreams but doesn't necessarily have a clue about their values and their principles so the, the, the main thing is knowing what you want. And I believe the only way to, to get there and, and to start knowing this is to explore it and to spend, simply spend time on exploring these things. They, they won't pop up all by themselves just because you're wishing that they will. It, it, it you know, requires some digging and and doing you have to do the work you have to spend time on it on exploring those personal values your principles the principles that you want to live by 
um, what your dreams in life are, uh, what your vision is of life, not just business, but life. Um, yeah, I believe that's, that's the, the most important thing. And then secondly, because there's this, this pattern of taking over or adapting to these terms of other people and, and society and culture, there's also work to do there as long as we don't like tackle that pattern and which basically is a belief it's a belief ingrained in our subconscious. And if we don't tackle that, then it will be hard to implement those values and those principles and those dreams and your vision. Um, and the way you do that, or a way to do that is also <laughs> spend time on exploring what, all those beliefs are for you that possibly are holding you back and um i you know the easiest way to do that is because if i if i would tell you right now okay you know spend half an hour or an hour writing down all your beliefs you i would probably all of us would probably like uh yeah okay <laughs> where do i start so the easiest thing is to start with categories, uh, for example, uh, health, wealth, or specifically money, or uh, relationships, parenting, um, uh, what else do we have there, spirituality, and you know, all these different categories that apply to you or that are important to you. Spend time on exploring what is it that you believe to be true. So, for example, uh, with money, uh, there's these things like, I don't know if it's the same in English, but in Holland, like literally translated, people would say, um, um, like, money doesn't grow on trees. It's the same, right, in English? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it's the so same thing. Money doesn't grow on trees or... Uh, you have to work hard uh, to ha- to get a, 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 a decent income or um, you have to, you know, go to school and study hard to get a well-paid job. All of these things that we learn while we're growing up, and it can be from your parents, but it can also be teachers, friends, other family members, um, uh, like icons or or gurus that you are following, um, media, music, movies, uh, and and you know all of these things make up your your beliefs and those patterns in your subconscious. So if you don't do the work on exploring what those beliefs are, then there is a good chance, a good possibility that that these beliefs will keep fighting all the changes that you're trying to make. And um, once you're, you, you're clear on what those beliefs are, you can actually literally rewrite re- them into a positive belief that enforces all the things that you're trying to do and the changes that you're trying to make and the improvements that you're trying to make. So how do we do that? How do we rewrite the beliefs? Can you go a little bit more into that? Yeah, sure. Um, let's say, for example, let's take easy examples. The, the money doesn't grow on tree example. Instead of the money doesn't grow, money doesn't grow on trees, you can rewrite that into there's an abundance of money. Okay, awesome. So the, the, the funny, yeah, the funny thing I find about the the saying that money doesn't grow on trees, it literally does grow on trees. Exactly. It's paper, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But is there anything yeah. else you wanted to, to add to that point? Um, well, the, the, the thing with beliefs is uh, it, it requires, you know, work and effort and a lot of repetition. But it's, you know, you can imagine that these beliefs while we're growing up 
get, you know, create these patterns in our subconscious brain. And we're growing up like 15, 20 years. We, we'd like to think it's only 15 years, but honestly, it's more than that, right? So you can imagine how deep those patterns are and how deep they go. So just by rewriting it doesn't flip a magic or magically flip a switch. You actually have to repeat it. So that's, that's basically what the um, uh, affirmations are for. A lot of, uh, yeah, the, not everyone always believes in affirmations, but it's, it's really nothing more than that. Like rewriting your uh, beliefs, beliefs that, that are limiting, rewriting them in a positive way and then rewiring your brain to adjust the patterns of those limiting beliefs in your subconscious to patterns that reinforce those positive beliefs. And it's, that's, it's repetition. It's, it's the same as um, working out in a gym or, or wherever you prefer to do. I actually don't like gyms. I prefer working outside, working out outside. But it's 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 exactly the same. Your brain is like like a muscle, and you can train it. And you have the option, you have the choice how you want to train it. And if you don't choose, if you don't steer it into the direction that you want it to, like get get trained in. Then it trains itself by it trains itself by all the things that you see and do on a daily basis, subconsciously. That's so true. I think keeping yourself in in the right mental state and keeping your your brain happy and and eliminating those limiting beliefs is super important. And and it's kind of a coincidence because in my my Facebook group last night, I actually did a, a live stream on this exact topic. So eliminating your, your eliminating beliefs, that's what it was called doing affirmations and things like that. They're super important because if you want to be a high performer, if you want to be productive, if you want to do great things, it's difficult to do that when you have limiting beliefs that hold you back to take your energy away and, and keep your performance at a low level. So for people yeah. out there, it's something that's super important for you to do, especially if you want to be happy in your life and grow and reach your goals, you got to yeah. do it. And so Michelle, yeah, for, for your life, from, from what I've heard, you know, happiness and, and having satisfaction is extremely important. Are there any more extremely important habits for us to practice in order to maintain this? Well, I would say, um, and I believe it's uh, from Stephen Covey. He, he mentions like you, you must have read the, the seven habits, right? <laughs> Of highly um, effective people. I'm, I'm actually partway through it right now. I've been kind of taking it in chunks because I've been trying yeah, to implement it into my lot. life. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I've been going through it. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's it's very good. And he, um, I believe it's him that that says, don't prioritize your schedule, but schedule your priorities, and then. What I learned along the way, and what I would like to add to that quote, I guess you could call it, is don't prioritize your schedule, but schedule your priorities and make yourself priority number one. And I believe that's, um, that's where, where a lot of people, uh, especially people starting a business and, and, and entrepreneurs, um, you know, they tend to forget that. And, and I, I forgot that as well. It's not, um, you know, I'm not, not sitting here talking rainbows and, and, and fairies. Um, yeah, just because I like it, but I, I was there. I forgot all about myself. I stopped prioritizing myself and, it was only work and only business. And yeah, I believe that the, the key to happiness and satisfaction is to pay attention to 
all areas in life that are important to you and it's it's different for for every one of us what those areas are right so if you would ask me then i would say the key is is simply that don't prioritize your schedule but schedule your priorities and make yourself priority number one everything included <laughs> I love it. So what are some things that we can do to, to make ourselves priority number one? Are there any things that we should specifically do? I know you mentioned affirmations. I'm not sure if that's included in that kind of bundle, but how exactly do we make ourselves priority number one? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, because there is so many, there are so many things that have to do with it. And the, the number one first thing would be like knowing, knowing what's important to you, uh, bringing that stuff to the surface. And another thing to make it more practical, um, I would say start your day with a positive, healthy routine. And um, yeah, that, that, I believe that can look different for, for each and every one of us. But, you know, looking back on, on my own journey at one point, well, not at one point, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of times I would start it working the moment my eyes opened when I woke up. I would grab my phone, start reading my messages and my email, start responding to them. Um, and that's your, pretty much your day is already messed up if you started your day like that. And um, honestly, if, if people would tell me, I think people actually did tell me when at the time I was doing it and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll be fine. I know what I'm doing. Don't worry about me. I won't burn out and everything is under control. But looking at it now compared to um, how I live now and how I feel now and, and how I do everything, it, it yeah, there's, it is so important to start your day with things that you do for yourself and that, you know, I can highly recommend affirmations, but if you're not into affirmations, then, you know, do your exercise or um, if you're all about reading the news, then read the newspaper, take time to have your breakfast. Um, yeah, do have a, a, a walk in the area, in the neighborhood, or preferably, I would say, in nature, if, if you're surrounded by nature, just start your day with something that relaxes you and that calms the mind instead of starting your day right away, you know, in action mode. I like it. Well, one of the morning routines that I would practice is I would go to the gym and then all the, on the way to the gym, I'll do affirmations and things like that. Then I'd come home and, and read a little bit for, for myself and also the things that I'm trying to do. And so for the, the second half of the show, Michelle, I wanted to talk a little bit more about business. And, and I can't believe we've already been on, on air for like 30 minutes. Well, actually, I don't, I don't know if you really call it on air, but we're, we're just recording this show. But so I, for the next 20 minutes or so, 20, 30 minutes, depending on how long this goes. I want to talk a little bit more about the, the business aspects of things, the technical side of things for the, the show Let's Talk Business. So yeah. for you, definitely having a, a life satisfaction, happiness is something that's super important, and, and we've definitely established that. So how do we create a, a business that, that supports that need, that's still successful and provides everything that we could possibly want? What are your thoughts on that? That's a very good question. <laughs> and I believe, and I know there are people um, in this world that, that disagree with me, but I honestly believe if you do what you love doing and if you do what you're passionate about, um, that's one thing that makes everything a lot easier already. 
because there is, you know, there's so much that we need to learn when we start a business and not just when we start a business, but you have all these different phases in business, right? After startup phase, there's just a whole new phase with a whole new things to learn. And so it's a continuous journey of learning all these new things, knowledge, but also skills. And there might be some things that you don't, that you just don't like doing. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example for me. I, um, yeah, technology. And can you imagine I have an online business and technology was not my friend at all <laughs> at all but because i i believe in what i do and because i'm so passionate about it and because i want to make it a success and because i want to help as many people as i can with what i do i don't mind learning all these things and it doesn't suck my energy and it doesn't drain me because i know why I'm doing it and what I'm doing it for. And so I believe, yeah, it sounds very cliche, but doing what you love and doing what you're passionate about is already a huge win. Definitely. So I'm sure that there, there's a good portion of my audience that is it's pretty young in the, the mm -hmm. 20 to 24 year old range. And so I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who are saying, but Michelle, I don't know what I'm passionate about yet. And so what would you recommend to these people? Well, that's one of these things that, that we just talked about, right? Knowing what's important to you. Um, passion is, is one of them. So spend time on exploring. Um, there are a bunch of questions that you can ask yourself to at the very minimum and, you know, at the least get a, a sense of what you're passionate about. And at the same time, I also believe that a part of it and especially if we're um uh, if we're still like young young adults i honestly believe there still is a process going on of trying and and trying different things out and experiencing it to see how it feels and if you actually actually like it um but uh, to, you know, give a couple of examples of these questions that you can ask yourself to explore that area. Um, it would be, what are you naturally good at? And um, that sounds like an easy question, but it honestly is pr pretty hard to answer because what you're naturally good at often is you know we're not aware of it because because we're naturally good at it <laughs> we're not you know it, it 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 doesn't take us any effort we don't have to think about it it, it just happens we just do it and um if it's uh, if it's hard to answer this this kind of question for yourself i can highly recommend to ask other people that know you, family, parents, friends, um, uh, people that you work with, uh, yeah, whoever is, is like in your environment and in your surroundings, ask them the question, you know, what do you think or feel that I am naturally good at? And they always have answers that you didn't think of yourself. And another question, um, another question could be or would be to think about different events and things going on in your life so far. And what were things that made you feel good? As in, you know, a feeling of happiness and, and satisfaction and fulfillment. And if you analyze, like, or, or at least reflect on events and things that happened that made you, that gave you that feeling, 
there is very often a connection. There is something that connects all these things together. It could be, um, well, in my case, for for example, that's that's the easiest example to uh, to mention, right? Um, so for me, it would be I always had people tell me that they felt that they could come to me with whatever it was and, you know, without judging them for it, they could just speak their mind and like brainstorm on all these different ideas that they had without getting judged and without someone telling them no or you can't do that and at the same time um, you know stimulating and motivating them to start doing it more or to forget about all the naysayers so that would be that was something that that people in my environment would uh, would tell me, and which makes a lot of sense with the coaching that that I do. So there is always an element that connects all these different parts. Definitely true. So so Michelle, let's say that we have someone who. They've done a little bit of digging. They've tried a couple of different things and they finally find what they're passionate about and what they're also naturally good at. So what mm -hmm. do you think are the, the next steps to turning this into a viable business? Well, the next steps would be, um, there actually is um, what they call, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it uh, the right way, um, Ikigai. I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with Ikigai. I think it's Japanese. I don't think I've heard of it. What is it? Ikigai. It's um, uh, like a, yeah, I believe it's Japanese, a concept. And at the same time, I'm trying to, to find the image that I have of it. it because it's hard to explain, <laughs> to make it visual. It's, um, so, so try imagining four different uh, circles right mm -hmm. and these four different circles so left left corner left top corner right top corner right bottom left bottom you have these four circles and they overlap with each other so top left and top right would overlap with each other top right bottom right would overlap with each other mm -hmm. Yeah, is that making any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen those before. I, I wasn't sure what the, the technical name for it was. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 ikigai, and um, it helps in in this process of exploring uh, how you can make like how you can turn your passion into profit. A lot of people say, right? So there's uh, in in one of these circles, it's well, what's your passion? And in uh, one of these other circles would be, um, uh, uh, let me, I'm trying to come up with it and say it in the right way before I uh, mention it, the, the, the wrong thing. Um, well, at, at least I'm, I'm going with my own words here. Uh, it would be like, uh, what's the need in the market? That's a very, very important one. You know, you can have this brilliant idea and come up with something that makes so much sense to you, but if there is no need in the market, then you're basically screwed. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to come up with the other, the other ones. I'm not sure, but those two, are the most important ones passion on the one hand and then the need in the market on on the other hand if there is no need then you can forget about it so what you would want to do and is and was one of the mistakes that i made um as well 
that I didn't do any market research uh, in the beginning of part time education. You know, just so passionate and excited about the idea that we had, and because it helped us ourselves so much, it, we immediately, instinctively thought, like, okay, you know, if it helped us, then it can help other people. <laughs> but you have to know what what are they looking for, what do they want, and not even necessarily what do they need, but what do they want, what are they looking for, and. How can you turn your passion into a solution for that need? If that I makes love sense. It. Yeah, definitely. I, I really resonate with the, the market need and, and what you said about doing market research. Because when I first started doing these things, that was, that was, that was also a, a pretty big mistake that I made as well. So for people out there, especially if you're getting into business right now, or if you are thinking about it, Make sure that you do your market research. Don't think, yeah. don't make that mistake. You might have the best idea in the world, or you might think it's the best idea in the world. But if there's no real market need for it, then I, I'd hate for you to invest all that time, energy, and sometimes even hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, depending on the type of idea that you're yeah. creating. So always make sure that there is a market need for it. So Michelle, yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. What is the the biggest lesson that you've learned in life and business? Biggest lesson in life and business. Who? Um, I would say the biggest lesson in life would be like learning um, how I call it, like saying yes to yourself and saying no to others in, in the way that we talked in the beginning, you know, with the domestication that we're adapting to these, the terms that other people and society live by. Um, so that would be the biggest lesson in life. And I, I believe the biggest lesson in business for me, actually there are two. <laughs> um, one is planning. I wasn't a big fan of planning at all. I am, um, you know, by, by nature, someone who likes to go with the flow and you know do things um yeah <laughs> i don't know how to explain it like instinctively and and um yeah go with the flow is the best description i can give and it's it's the same with you know for example that I told you in I don't know after after August I honestly don't know yet and I'm not bothered by it I I don't I can't get bothered by it. things change there's so many changes in in short period of time so I'm not even spending time and energy on on all these plans but in business you can't do that. <laughs> That's very till, true. Till, till an extent you yeah. can, but you know, because I, I, in business, there's, I do a lot of things instinctively as well, but the, the, how, yeah, like the framework of your business, the strategic part of it, you have to use planning and um, yeah. So I, I learned about planning. Uh, I, I got um, very um, intensive uh, business coaching uh, back in Curacao from uh, Action Coach. So it's, it's uh, the company of Brad Sugar, the, the business coaching on, based on Brad Sugar's model. Um, yeah, and that's, that's really how and, and where I learned how to use planning in my business and by doing by doing that and by applying it to my business i actually got excited about it i got excited about planning so it was i i that was super surprising to me <laughs> like i was shocked that i could learn to love planning uh, but in business, you definitely need it. You need to think about the long term and you need to, you know, plan for the long term. And at the same time, you need to plan your days to make it effective and to make your time 
and, and the things that you do effective and, and to have productive days and yeah and, and along the way um, um, one big thing that one big mistake that I made is once I learned about planning in business and I started you know scheduling my days and my weeks and months and I believe that that's one of the mistakes that I made in in um, you know with with the living living for my business part that I told you about that at, at one point I believe I could have been burnt out um, because I forgot to take into account all these other things that are happening in life and all these other areas. So I was only planning for my business and I was looking at my days. Okay, I work from 8 p.m. Uh, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So I have these 10 hours. How can I, you know, make them as, as productive and, and effective as possible? And I completely forgot. <laughs> about myself and you know that I wanted to exercise and I needed to do my groceries and cook my meals and all these things and meet with friends and have some downtime as well and um, but yeah so planning is super important but at the same time use it for your personal life as well make it like in into integrate both of these things into one plan, one schedule. Um, yeah, then that was that was one major thing. Uh, and another thing, like a big lesson learned in business, is to measure, test, and measure. Um, and yeah, if you don't know what is happening, what the results are of, of whatever it is that you do. I have an online business, so it's, it's for me, it's a lot of the, the social media things, um, but it, it can be anything, right? Test and measure. You have to know what the effects are of the things that you are doing, of the things that you are trying. So if you don't know, you have no clue what to adjust and how to improve and where to improve. Um, yeah, so test and measure. Planning and test and measure. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much for sharing. I, I think those are super important. I, I, I was kind of the, the same way as you before where you're kind of just going through the flow. But I've really come to the realization over the past few weeks, and it's, it's kind of a coincidence that you brought it up because I've been thinking about the same thing. But coming up with more more structure, more planning for your, your personal day and your business as well. So I'm really happy that you brought that up. And then testing and measuring is is definitely super important because what does not get measured does not get improved. And in business, improvement is always important. And in your personal life, improvement is also very important. Yeah. Michelle, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the show today. I realize yeah. that it's almost been an hour so far. It's crazy how fast time has gone. And it so before, really is. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But you know, they say that time flies when you're having fun. And I know we've been having a lot of fun here. So before we, we get off this show, I had one more question for you. Mm -hmm. And so for, for the past, like I think I've done like 40 episodes so far of this show, mm -hmm. I've always asked the, the same question. And I think this will be the second, the, the second episode where I actually ask a new question. So Michelle, mm -hmm. if the audience had the chance to, to do three things right now, what would you want these three things for them to be to do right now? I messed up that wording, but what are the three actions you want them to take right now? Right now. Okay, right now. I would say start right now with uh, blocking your calendar for every day to take time for yourself. At the same, or, or another thing, I would say, start blocking your calendar <laughs> each and every day to reflect. And that can be either reflect on your day, 
but it can also be, you know, you can also want to use that time for what we talked about, um, the, these questions like, what are you passionate about? What are you good at, naturally good at? Um, what do other people say that you are naturally good at? What, um, what are your personal values? What are the principles that you want to live by? What is your vision, not in business, but in overall life? All, all these kind of questions, use that time uh, or yeah, to, to answer these type of questions. Or if you don't feel like, you know, thinking, thinking and basically like dreaming a little bit about these things, then at least reflect on your day. Very good, Michelle. And is there is there a third action you want the audience oh, yeah, to take? Right, right? Tree, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the third one would be start right now with at least one positive thing in the morning, the moment that you wake up. Before you do anything else, first do something just for yourself that has a positive effect on you. And whether it's affirmations or a meditation or going for a quick walk or doing exercise or uh, what else do we have? Um, I don't know. I started actually when, when I um, started changing like my morning routine, the first thing I did because I was so used to grabbing my phone, right? The moment I woke up and we don't wanna make it too hard on ourselves and make it too complicated. So if your habit is to grab your phone the moment that you wake up, keep doing that, that's okay. You know, your brain wants to do that, so keep doing that. But I simply switched from checking my WhatsApp, my email, my messenger, whatever else there is, to opening YouTube and listen to his morning motivation videos. That's a good idea. I like that. You just you're, you're still doing the, the same kind of beginning task, but the the yes. end result is better. So I, I think that's a that's a good idea. I never thought of doing that. Well, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me on this interview on Let's Talk Business today. And if the audience wants to learn more about you, or maybe they want to get some some of your your business coaching from you, where could they find you at? Where can they find me at? Well, um, the, there is my personal Facebook page um, and I have a, a Facebook group. It's called Lead Your Life Like It's Your Business. And um, yeah, they're welcome to join the group. They're also welcome to friend me on Facebook. Um, I am pretty active on Messenger. Um, so they can also shoot me a message and I am actually in a seven day challenge of doing lives on my personal page. So there are, um, some videos on my personal page, uh, at the moment as well, um, where I basically dive deeper in, in things that we talked about, um, uh, today. And there are a bunch of videos about different topics in the Facebook groups from, you know, overwhelm, goal setting, distractions, finding your why, um, yeah, a bunch of things. Um, and I have two uh, trainings, two free video trainings. If people either go to my personal page on Facebook or to my Facebook group, the cover photo will send you to the, the link of both of these free video trainings. So it's pretty easy to find. And one is all about instantly finding more time. And it's, it's three videos of just 15 minutes. Uh, and it really is. If you do the exercises that I share in the videos, you will instantly find like extra time um, as far as, you know, there really isn't extra time, but you find all these gaps where you can do other things. 
and um, the other one is all about um, the, the I, yeah I call it the, the lead your life like it's your business bootcamp. It's also three part video training with a workbook included, and it structures it helps you structure this journey of like organizing your life around all these things important to you. So it really helps in expanding your, like your thinking from just your business to overall life. All right, everyone. Well, you heard it from Michelle herself. And for those of you who are listening right now, whether it's on Spotify, wherever you're, or wherever you're at, I'll make sure to put the links to the, the free video trainings, Michelle's personal page, and the, 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 the Facebook group so that you can join right now and so that you can get the benefits from, lead, from leading a balanced life, a balanced business that helps you to live the life that you want to live. So Michelle, I really love this interview today. I learned a ton. I found it to be super fun, super entertaining, and most importantly, I've learned a lot. So thank you so much for joining me today. You are most welcome. It was my pleasure. It was, yeah, great fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. So I yeah. hope that the, the people listening out there right now, wherever you're listening to this show in the world, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the podcast with Michelle DeRuder. If you have any questions for her, you want to check out her coaching services, or you want to join her community, make sure you check out the links in the description below and join the community. It, it's a lot of fun. You'll get a lot of benefits. And you've heard about her, her value today. So you know that she knows what she's talking about. She has the experience and she's there to help you out. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you did, then please consider leaving a rating on iTunes or Spotify. It would mean the world to me. Ratings make the show what it is. And make sure you subscribe so you can stay up to date with the latest episodes. And so, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it. And let us know your feedback. And, and don't forget to leave that rating. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Let's Talk Business.